on today's episode of Strike Gold. John and I get real about a feedback survey we ran to our listeners. Mm-mm-mm. Some of you people are extremely mean. <laughs> You're listening to Strike Gold with Jonathan Kahn and Roy Kravarchik, and today we're reviewing our survey. Roy? Yeah, so basically, um, so we decided to run a survey. We, we are now into episode 35, 36, I'm, I'm not sure, uh, but somewhere in our mid-30s. Um, that's, that's what, like, yeah, that's yeah, life. Like, and what I've noticed is that, what we noticed is that so we have amazing guests. We are getting some uh, really cool feedback. But what we're seeing is that, that while our numbers are slowly growing or kind of the same, like we feel kind of plateaued now. And we, did, it just, we didn't feel like the podcast is growing as fast as we'd expected. If the, let's say, personal feedback that we're getting is 100% right, then we would expect it to spread around more. Now, when we discussed this, we took a few things into consideration. Number one is that we're actually not doing any marketing. Like we're posting this on our personal social media accounts, like once per episode. Um, and we're really not doing any marketing, active marketing yet. And the second thing is that the close round of people around us are mostly Israelis. And even though they're in the startup scene, um, they are more used to speaking Hebrew and they would prefer, for example, content in Hebrew uh, and their second, third cycle usually also Israelis, so they wouldn't be as uh, they wouldn't be as quick as like sharing more content in English that is like where it could have been Hebrew. That's what I think. Do you agree, John? Yeah, I mean, for the most yeah, yeah, for the most part, I do. Um, but I also think that the people that we're talking to are marketers, so they're probably speaking in English and dealing with English yeah. all day. Plus, for the most part, the people who are marketing in Israel. Um, are marketing out, you know, they're not marketing yeah. in. So it's supposed to be English and they're supposed to get like the general tones and discussions that we're having. Yeah, but I admittedly from my experience, well, our content marketing or my personal and, uh, and startups is always and was always in English. But I still saw that the second I wrote like a marketing piece in Hebrew, the effect was always much, much bigger. Uh, and it's kind of a thing where everybody speaks English, they're regular to listening and hearing English, but if they, if they can avoid English, they avoid it when it's time to read or consume content. Um, and also I think that what they think feels like if something is coming out of Israel, at least make it like in Hebrew, so like it's easier for us. Um, that, that, that's, that's usually the feedback that I'm getting. Like you're going to speak the language yeah, of the Hebrew yeah, man thing? Yeah, they kind of want to, like, they like, oh, you know Hebrew, so, um, like, so why don't you just kind of do Hebrew? And, and like, they, they feel, I think they feel like they're saturated or they have, like, so much content in English that for them having an Israeli doing uh, content in English is just not valuable in a way. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a thing, like, they prefer to share, like, the right off the source information uh, and if they can, if they have someone in Israel, they would rather have them speak Hebrew than anything else or write in Hebrew. Um, but that was like our assumptions, right? That's, that's what I think was the assumption of going out. And we all, we had all these things where we were like thinking 
You know, when you create something, you always have your self-doubt. You always have like your, uh, your very critical judge uh, of what you do, right? You're always saying what's going to be better, what is good, what is bad. You're always like, you, you never feel like, okay, it's done. It's the best. It's complete. But what I feel is that it's always very important to test your assumptions versus reality because I think as a creator, you're never 100% satisfied with what you do. No, but I, I also, I also feel like we don't have, we actually just started a, a, a strike old Instagram, but we didn't really do anything with it yet. We just opened it up, but we don't have a connection to the, to the listeners beyond, you know, meeting them in the street here and there and finding out that they're friends of ours. Or when you talk to someone, they're like, Oh, I just heard one of your episodes. Besides that, you really don't have any we don't have right. a connection to them. The, the main problem I mean, with that, by the way, is that you only get the positive. Like nobody's going to stop you in the street and say, "Hey, you're Jonathan from Psychol. We hate you." Uh, no, you see, I'm very happy to say I'm one of those people who just immediately goes straight to the real. <laughs> like, I just go, "Oh, I really like it," but I feel like you could fix this, 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 yeah, or maybe you should you try this and this and this. Most people who come um, up to you and actually mention the podcast wouldn't come, like. Nobody would say, oh, I have to have a, have a conversation with, with Jonathan or Roy just to tell them that it's not good. Uh, so obviously the people who, who kind of approach you, or, or me, of course, I think they just want to say something good either for the effort or just recognizing the effort or, or, or they have something that they really enjoy. Uh, but anyway. All right. So, so I think also one of the things I want to mention about this is like who our target audience is, right? So like our goal was to get to marketers, marketers of tech um, in Israel and abroad. Um, I think that's important to say because, it, you know, I, I read some of the comments that are on the survey and some of them I felt like, you know. Like I want to just kind of share with everybody why we decided to even do a survey. Just to get everybody. Okay. But that's really, that's the kind of people that I want to have. So for me, when I'm looking at the survey, I don't know if this is the right way of looking at it, actually, Roy, maybe you'll tell me. But when I look at it, if I see, for example, one of the questions happened to be something that helps us understand the characteristic of the individual, if it's not the target audience I want, then it's not necessarily the the yeah. strongest one for me. You know, like I don't, I don't know if that's the right way to look at it. Maybe I should look at it as we produce a piece of content and the people who are getting it, those are the people who are most likely to become so, my community or my yeah, you know, um, listeners. So admittedly, okay, so before we go into exactly what we asked in the survey, and then critique the questions we asked. I just wanna, I just wanna, I just wanna wrap up at the first part. And I would say the reason we did the survey is that we felt that the puck is not growing as fast enough as we thought it would, based on the interactions and responses that we got, based on the amazing guests that we had. We had our own assumptions of why it should grow faster or why it wouldn't succeed. At the same time, right? We had our own self criticism, but we also had like, uh, you know, we like we had our assumption why it would or shouldn't work. And I always believe that after you do stuff for a while, you need to go into like go and talk to your audience and get feedback because eventually, you know, these are the people who share the content, listen to it, etc. And and basically, if people listen to it and they don't share it on a mass scale or it's not something they like they want to share with other people, then you have to understand what's either wrong with your target audience or wrong with the content you create. Now, instead of just living in your head and saying, oh, we should have done this and this and this and this, I thought like it would be, the idea of a survey 
was basically say, I wonder what do other people think and if it resonates with what we believe or think about it. And, and we created a survey that we're going to run through the questions we asked. We're not going to go through every answer we got, but it's going to kind of get them to talk about the notion of them and basically what having these results kind of, the conversation it made me and Jonathan have once we saw the results. Now, the reason we want to share it, one, because I think transparency is super important and I think it's funner and more and more uh, in, like real to talk about these things because I think a lot of people, when they see marketers on the side, when they see anything, it's like, it's like oh, it's going well, right? Why? Because it's consistent or whatever. And I think actually sharing this information is something that a lot of companies and startups and entrepreneurs can learn from. So I think it's worth sharing that information. Um, and I think the discussion that it led us to the other day was also very important. And I just felt it could be very valuable. So um, I just want to say, so one of the biggest issues that we had is, again, we have like a mailing list, like a newsletter we send out, and we have our social media. That's how we distribute our content, our, like the podcast so far. So this means, as Jonathan said, we don't have like a, a, a steady connection with our fans or with like the fan base of the podcast. And we don't really like, so, so we can just reach out to like thousands of people. We just, um, so the survey, the sample size was also pretty small. Uh, I think we had about more than 10% response rate uh, from the people who visited um, the survey, but we're talking about a, a small sample size. So if we're looking about statistical significance, uh, it's not, um, like it's not statistical, statistical significant, but I do think that I, I tried to look at it more as if you would have done like uh, user, user interviews, even though we did a survey, I think that if you would go and do a user interview about our, our software, just like the amount of responses we get would basically be about the amount of user interviews we do to get like a specific notion. And the problem with a small sample size, again, as I said, statistically means nothing. But what I think you should do when you get like uh, when you have a small uh, sample size is that you have to try and see if there's a, like a pattern of one thing or two things that people are very passionate about or repeating uh, uh, the, the same answer goes over and over again. Like they give you the same answer. Uh, we asked, I think, eleven questions in the survey. Most of them were open questions, so people could answer whatever they wanted. The idea here was just to get the most honest feedback. And again, I think that if you give like an open question and you get the same answer from seven, eight different people, then you're onto something versus if you do the same thing, small sample size, closed question, where if everybody th chose the third option, it actually means nothing because that was just the option that was there. Do you agree, Jonathan? Yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I agree okay. with no matter what you're doing, if you're, you should be looking for the, the same answers the repetitive answers to big, get a better understanding. It doesn't matter. I mean, small, big, medium, you're probably going to end up doing that anyway. So it makes sense to do that. Yeah. Um, so so you want to go into our questions? We, I, I want to I talk about the questions, why we chose these questions. And I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to read every answer we got, but I'm going to talk about the notion we got. I'm going to first go through the questions that we asked and try to explain why we chose them. I agree, by the way, Jason, the one big one that we missed 
was actually like, where do you work or what's your position? No, I think that we would have gotten that. We would have gotten that according to how can we, you know, we, we did have one that gets a little more information. There are two questions here that gave me a good profiling, a little bit better of a profiling of the person. And I'm not sure how, how much information they would have wanted to give about where they work. Um, Yeah, I agree. agree. Part of the idea is to make it as anonymous as possible, obviously. So people will give us the real answer. Yeah, but you can already get a gist of the kind of person you can start profiling. And that, that was important to me. And we'll get to that question later. It's one of the later questions that we have. So the first question we asked was, how many episodes of Strike Ball did you listen to? So it's an easy qualifier. If someone didn't listen to any episode or just one or, you know, so you this person might have just like, like heard a, a bad episode or just didn't connect. But if somebody heard like four or five episodes, so this is somebody who probably likes the concept and, you know, he, he might be either powering through things that he don't like, but in general, just like the show. And I think that when you do the user surveys, you should go to your passionate users and get their feedback. So, you know, you're getting it from people who, who like the core idea of what you do. Okay. So that's, um, I, I, I want to just clarify, clarify what you just said, because there's two basic things that went on with this, with our questions in general and, and what you just said. So one is, um, the concept of mom questions, right? You'll see throughout our questions, we don't generally ask people yeah. to start imagining something that doesn't exist, uh, but just ask them very ba- uh, fact-based questions. This allows you to have a better baseline because when someone turns around and starts making up or having to imagine what they might do, that's less accurate than what they are actually doing. Yeah, you don't know. You just don't know. It could be, you know, you like to think a lot more about yourself than, than you really do. And you like to, see, you know, think that, hey, there's an app that you really enjoy. You use it all the time. But really to actually, um, you know, see how much you actually use it, that's a real that's a real answer we can, you know, bank on. Uh, the second thing that I want to point out is that you're we were turning around and trying to aim for the positives, right? Because the idea is don't don't go to the negative people, the ones who hate you and try to get information of what they hate about you. Try to go to the positive people who actually like what you're doing and get an understanding of what they like that you're doing so that you can do more of that and, you know, less of the other. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like you want to get, yeah, because like if you get people that like, hate everything you do, so their response like wouldn't be something that's going to improve it. Uh, you want to get people, again, because you have like a, uh, if you have ambition or if you have core product that you believe in, then you want to see what the people who are already into you want to do more or want to see more to improve on your original. Right. Uh, if you if, if yeah, hate you and you get like an absolute hate, well, that's also no. There's also there's also a thing, by the way, that you'll notice that when people are, if you told someone, "I need you to be a judge yeah. of something," right, they're gonna go a lot more to the negative aspect automatically because you're looking right. and you're saying, "Oh, I have to be critical," and when I'm critical, I'm more negative. I'm looking for the holes. I'm not looking right. for the good things. So, I think um, that you can't really build off of that. But you can really build off the positives. So then, okay, so now saying that, do you want to go to the next question? Yeah. So the next question was, like, do you have a favorite episode? If so, which one? So this is kind of, a, I call it like a neutral or naive question because you can basically, you can get a few things. One, like if you have a favorite episode, you can share it. You can say none. You can say whatever you want. But it just kind of digs deeper into like, are you listening to us or not? And also, if people say, what's their favorite episode, um, you can get more insights because, like, if there's a style of episode we did, a topic, uh, a genre, um, you know, like a structure, then you can kind of see if something resonated or not. 
Um, this is just, both, for me, this is just a question that's like just trying to get you into ease with the conversation. Like, you can't say anything bad here. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, so, next question was uh, what's your favorite thing about yeah. the show? Now, the idea here is this is an open question again. Nobody, like, there's no closed options. It's not like a, uh, like, we didn't give them options. They just chose, they just wrote free text, whatever they thought. So, this is interesting for me because here you can. You can basically, they can say anything they want, and you can know what, what's the thing that does it for them, right? Like, how do they, um, what resonated with them, or what makes them come in over, like, come back over and over again? Can I ask you a question, Roy? Yeah. When, when you do an open question, and I've, I've done this, but I've never had an amount that was huge. Like, I never had, uh, I've done surveys, but I've never had a, an amount of surveys that I couldn't review them all. Right. Uh, or film. But what ends up happening when you have an open question, what do you do when you're, you know, a bigger company or do you not do open questions? Like, for example, I just actually the other day I did a survey of uh, Facebook had. Yeah. And they didn't really have they had like two open questions in the end. But majority of it was to kind of just get a, a feel out of like a multiple answers. Yeah. Which I think then you turn around, you put it in Excel, you tell it, hey, color coordinate this for me from green being good and red being bad. And then you're like, oh, okay, now I see the yeah. sentiment. So you know? First of all, yeah, the, the bigger the company is, the bigger the service sample is, the less open questions you want to have. But usually what you do after is that you have to kind of standardize it. So you add it to like a, a category. So for example, uh, for example, we have somebody says like uh, the interview pips, some say case studies, some says questions. Um, you know, so, so I'll basically build categories probably around like uh, guests, um, topic or something like that, and then try and cluster it together and see basically how many people said that one the thing they like is actually about the guests, how many people said the thing they like is actually about um, the questions, how many would say atmosphere, and try and bulk it into like uh, buckets. Uh, and, then it, and, and then I would dig deeper into each of the buckets to see. Um, uh, to see basically what like what's in it and go and do a little deeper. Uh, what you what you can sometimes do is that you can also uh, this is not so. What's your favorite thing about the show? Is not really something that you can rank, but um, but one of the other things you can do is you can score type of answer like from one to five or one to ten, and based on like the the sentiment or based on like the type of response you get and give it like different points and then you can uh, basically measure this by point you kind of standardize all the questions all the answers you got into like a like a point system and you work from that um so again what's your favorite thing about the show uh it's like a, it's like a question that you can't have a bad answer to it um you, you really just, like, you can't fuck up that question and you can't like, okay. it's again it's like, in a positive way so we can get an idea of what people actually like about it it's, it's it points you to specific directions so, like what do you think about the show which can go anywhere. It's like, what do you like about it? Again, trying to push in like, the things that are good about it. The next question was, how do you describe how do you describe Scrabble to a friend? Now, this is one of the most important questions you can put in any survey. Even when you're doing it for your product, always ask, how would you describe product X to your friend? The reason that it's so important is because one, you can see how other people portray you, right? So you might think you've been doing X for them, and they actually think of you as a company that does Y for them. And also, you get a chance to see how they phrase your benefit. Um, so, so when somebody tells his friend about your product and he uses specific words, uh, then you can get how your audience sees you. Um, so for me, by the way, one of the interesting answers that we got, 
about how would you describe Strike Gold to a friend was an entertainment podcast for marketers and entrepreneurs. That was really, really interesting. Because I, I, I think we always thought, thought of this podcast as like a marketing podcast, which is funner than the, I don't know, than the regular marketing podcasts, which are always very, very serious and dramatic and downers, right? Uh, and this person comes in and says, like, no, the entertainment here is obviously first, which is interesting also because it's going to resonate with other things that we had uh, in the results. Um, no, 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 that's, that's obvious. That's right, kind of like... But, but I think it's interesting to see how other people describe it to their friends. Uh, one, yeah, that's kind of that's the insight that you really want to have. You want to be there in the room when someone's saying, hey, you should listen to them, they're X, because then you turn around and go, okay, that's that's the reason he would recommend us. That's even more valuable than why he likes the show. Right. So for I'm gonna I'm gonna read a few that we got, which I think were interesting. So we had an entertainment podcast for marketers and entrepreneurs, uh, which is again interesting because it puts entertainment before the marketing and entrepreneurs value, right? Uh, so good mm-hmm. interviews about marketing with real life examples. I think was really nice. I also think, Roy, just to say, like, real quickly, I think that also, even if it's not because we are entertaining, um, but maybe that's also interesting because that's the main thing he would have to say to get a friend interested in the podcast. You know, like, if I turned around and I was trying to introduce you, I might turn around and say, you know, oh, you should meet Roy. He's also uh, a very good dresser, right? You'd be like, what is the... That's not necessarily the relevant thing. But, but it prioritize the value thing somebody would get. Like, because this is a niche a podcast, it's not like it's like the funniest podcast in the world and we talk about marketing. It's funny if you are, like, we might have some jokes around the market, like, not marketing world, but it's like, you like if you're looking for a good time podcast, like a funny podcast, that's not the one for you probably. You know what I mean? You would listen to If I Were You, you would listen to one of the funny, like, or entertaining uh, categorized podcast. I don't think you would go to listen to a marketing podcast. It's also like nice and fun. Yeah, no, no, no I just try to say that there's. I, I think I mean. that there's the other value where it's not only why they might uh, recommend it to a friend. It's also at that point letting you know what would be important to a friend to hear. Yeah, yeah. You know, of course. That's what I just think. Sorry, just uh, I just no, thought no, about that. No, so, so another one that I saw was nice. The most friendly and professional marketing podcast. I thought that was just like a nice sentiment. The one that I actually liked the most, by the way was the two semi-drunk marketing pros interviewing a marketing prodigy. The reason I like this one so much, because this, to me, was our uh, most... This is somebody who gets the inner jokes. Because they didn't just like, say, I, like, the semi-drunk marketing pros, we joked about this, like a bunch of the show. So I figured this is someone actually listened to us, uh, which I thought was nice. So, uh, great podcast for marketers, a podcast for marketers, uh, a podcast for product marketers and founders sticking growth. So you can see, like what I see from here mm-hmm. is that there's a lot of the entertainment value. Like people talk about a friendly or entertaining, that there's, a, there's like a human center here, like a positive one or like a more emotional one. Uh, but like nobody's missing out on like the marketers, entrepreneurs, or product marketers. Um, so I feel like most of it was kind of on the spot. I don't like, I think yeah. we're far from what we thought we'd be. Wait, should um, we, what is the worst answer so we got? Uh, do you want to read the worst answer we got? I'm just saying, if we're already doing the positive, I'm not just oh, here to toot oh. my horn. I also want to show the ones that hurt. <laughs> Even if they're not real, you just go, why? Okay, okay. So, so it has two unemployed people talking about things which they clearly have no hands-on experience with. That was the thing that was hurtful one. Um, yeah, because I have money. I make money. <laughs> like, it's, what? I worked in this industry. I continuously work with these clients. It's funny. I don't know. No, that one didn't really bother me so much, to be honest. 
Uh, so for me, getting these answers was actually interesting in two ways. One is because, like, if you don't like something, to what is like this person? It's not like he left like a like a nasty comment on the blog or like something that is easy to do. This guy follows enough to see that there's a survey, click on it, go through the survey, which like most people don't answer surveys, right? Like this this person did the extra mile to write to write this. Yeah. Um, so that was weird. That's that's mostly weird. Um, and the unemployed sometimes I wish. Do you ever have that moment where you think that guy's gonna come murder us? I'm just kind of thinking we should have him on the show if anyone was. Um, but but I was I'm just thinking that sometimes I wish. Sometimes like I just give that like I take it. No. Uh, like like I literally like this like Passover day almost, and I literally did three meetings with my daughter with me in the meetings today. So. Amen, brother. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so, are you a subscriber? That was our next question. Well, just because we want to see the amount of people that we get here. Like, do people subscribe or not? So, I remember even uh, when I spoke about this with uh, Noah Kagan from Sumo.com. He's a good friend. And he, he basically is still doing podcasts, but he basically went into more into the video world. He said it takes so, so much money and so much effort to grow a podcast. And, like, getting subscribers is so hard. And this is from a person, you know, who has like, I think quite a big, big base of fans, like a fan base, and people listen to this podcast. And you know, getting again, getting subscribers is hard, and because yeah. people don't commit to it for some reason. So even here, when we have no thought of that, it's just that we don't. You know, we we heard this from a couple of people. There's just not a platform that really allows you for you to. That's really pushing podcasts in front yeah. of you or. Or getting it out there. It's not like YouTube where when you make a video, there's several right. platforms you put it on and it's showing up as everywhere you can. Uh, and you're optimizing the SEO and you're doing all this stuff to kind of like really boost it. Yeah, so we had 40% saying they're subscribed and 60% saying they're not subscribed. Now, because like I think most of the feedback in general is good, so, so it kind of shows that even the people who are rooting for us or the people who are like, you know, listening and enjoying the podcast, they don't subscribe that easily. Right, because most of the answers here show that people listen to the podcast. They gave answers that only people who listen to it can give you. Uh, and they are still not subscribers, a lot of them. So we went, went to the next question, which is like, number six, did you ever recommend a show to anyone? Did you ever recommend a show to anyone? And 70% yeah. said yes. Right? So like 40% subscribers, 70% said yes. Now, um, for, first of all, to me, that's a good indicator because I think one of the most important things when you build a product is like if you recommend it, then you're in a good position. Now, from seeing our numbers, and we, we started off by saying that we don't see the growth we expected to see. Um, so I don't know how, the recommend, how much of the recommendation were widespread. Or like, like again, we focus on the show that you recommend to anybody. That this one person is a recommendation, right? Um, so we saw a lot of people said yes, which was fine and nice, and like And then we asked like the question, uh, like it's funny, like so. Number six, like, did you ever recommend a show to anybody? Number seven, like, why? No, number seven, like, why did you recommend a show? Um, the reason why is very important is again, you want to know what the trigger, what that made people say, hey, I've got to share this with somebody. So, um, so for some of it, uh, some of the people were basically saying yes because the show is interesting or there's a topic that really touched the point for them. Uh, but what we um, and so I, started, I, I felt something to get value from it, so I shared it with them. Um, you know, it's like interesting content, etc. But uh, what was more interesting for me was the people who did not share and the why. And so one person said, I feel it's not actionable and to the point enough. Lots of laugh and atmosphere and stuff, but not a lot of, okay, I spent these minutes in it already, got a ton of takeaway of action item kind of moments. Uh, and we actually got this. So one person said, like, the podcast is in Hebrew and not in English on Hebrew, which like, is not in our target audience, so that's not very like, big for us. 
Um, I think I think that people mentioned that, with, that like the, for the not was something about the vibe that it was like fun, but they basically say we don't have a lot of time to listen to a podcast, and then if out of an hour of a podcast, like forty five or sixty percent of this is you making jokes, then it's like nicest friends doesn't work for me as a podcast. I got this by the way on the comments that we had like, on the Facebook post uh, promoting the survey. We got people saying that as well, <laughs> saying like we enjoy like the, like the content is interesting. You have like a lot of valuable content, but it's way too long for me to listen to. And like I feel like so many jokes that until you get into like the real things, like my attention is off, uh, and I'm moving to the next thing. Um, so. When we we went to the next question, asking what do you think will make people, uh, will make the show more interesting for you, but we want to see what people would say. Okay, like like I keep this question much better. Um, and so, I think the repeating answer we got was actually value people can do right away, so they want more actual insights from this. Um, we had shorter episode, maximum forty five minutes, one to point, and then we had this person say, "Hey, a stop talking about other topics. Too many side jokes in my opinion." B in some of the recent episode, uh, it was more like a sales speech, which that was I found that was. Funny weird um i don't know uh, um let's see so um one actually one so my, my basic thing from all the things that you said is something that we, these are things we're already discussing we're trying to figure out how do we make a format because okay when we do our podcast one of the decisions we made off on the bat off the bat sorry off from the bat off the bat was um we wanted it to be just like when we sit at a table and we start just talking marketing stuff. We wanted to have this flow where people can come in and talk to us in a way where everything feels very calm and they can just kind of like ease right. into it. Just like a discussion you would have with any marketer. Right. Um, but we did see that we wanted to also bring the structure that we felt would give the listeners what, what they wanted to have in the end of the podcast to have the list of things they need to be doing, the things they need to be checking, the places they need to be going. So there's been a lot of different considerations with this where, you know, partly I thought maybe we should do a phone call interview with, or an interview with a, with the listener. And then we could basically edit that to just having the answers for them and a little bit of dialogue between us and them and us talking about what we learned from them. Uh, so I think, I think it's going too far ahead in terms of what would the solution look like because I no, think but I, I mean, just remember we were discussing these things anyway so it was, it's not it wasn't so much of a shocker also 45 minutes uh, yeah it's it's difficult it's hard so we're, so, we're, we're trying no but so here's the thing uh, is that first of all just so you know somebody asked for frontal nudity or additional pros from unclassy companies the example they gave, by the way, uh, uh, was Pornhub as a good interview for like unclassic company, which we got some excited feedback and some backlash over, but never mind. And so like trying different. Yeah, it was actually any of the really, really bad like reviews or anything that I felt was like, whoa, that was weird. I thought might be one of the people who didn't like the Pornhub uh, episode. <laughs> Which, again, is not even the Pornhub episode. It's the officer and gentleman. They're the amazing creative agency that came up with it. It was more about, for me, the structure of how they came up with ideas. Yeah, but, but the, the backlash was not even about interview. They just had sort of one form. They were like, how can you promote something? So I was like, fine. Uh, My favorite was the personal attack on you and your daughter. Forgetting the fact that I have a daughter, too. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't know. That, that was so fucking that was like, they, like, that person was literally, I did not even listen to the episode. I don't know what it's about, but I'm against it. And I was like, but, but you didn't even listen to the episode. How can you be against it? And I'm like, Man. I'm offended by the things I didn't hear you say. Boom. Yeah. yeah I was like, like, the fact that, never, I never going to listen to this. Like, it pisses me off with people. Like, I, I didn't read it, but I was really offended. I was like, what? You, like, you can comment on, on a piece of information if you never yeah. consume it. It's like, I didn't watch the movie, but it sucks. Yeah. Like, what? what? You're, I'm not looking you at the face, and your face sucks. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're like an internet troll. I did not read the article, but I want to state my opinion on it. No, you cannot state no, your opinion. No, you cannot read the article. But never mind. This is what people don't like about the podcast. <laughs> yeah, sorry about so, that. Uh, so, uh, so I, I think the interesting thing, the most interesting thing. Wait, no, I'm gonna go to the next question and then because I think it kind of ties, ties in. So the next question was straightforward. What are the top three things you dislike about the show? Uh, the reason this question was important and then I really like this question is because it just gives like a safe space to say something bad. Because when I say, hey, what do you think about our show? Most people don't go into that. How can I offend this person mode? They go, they go into like this is a friend. Or this person is like providing value or spending time trying to do something. They try to talk you up. Um, when you actually go in and say, "Hey, like nothing is perfect. You don't like something about this. Obviously, everybody has something they dislike about anything. What are those things? So you give them like the legitimate way to set, to kind of give you a way to improve yourself without, uh, you know, like and feel good or feel okay with giving you that feedback." So, um, so, so here in the comments were again, like when you're being all over the place, it's a mess. When you only speak Hebrew, sometimes it's irrelevant to me. Uh, and I would say, like, when you make jokes, the episodes are too long, in my opinion, too long again. Uh, and I would say, like, it's in Hebrew, it's in English, and it's not good in English. I'm not I, sorry, like, I really appreciate it, but I can't even hear. But what I like, by the way, one of the comments that I got on my personal Facebook page was uh, somebody said, you're both Israelis, why do you speak English? And I was like, it's, it's obvious that you're both Israelis, why do you speak English? And I was like, Jonathan was born and raised in New York, and this guy, Listen, I get people saying, uh, somebody told me, your accent is okay, but Jonathan really sounds Israeli. I'm like, he was born in New York, you idiot. <laughs> oh, God. Do I have an Israeli accent? Can I never go back to Brooklyn? You can never go back to Brooklyn. I go back to Brooklyn and people start trying to buy from me Dead, uh, Dead Sea uh, products? What? No, what? You're, you're Jewish. You'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess too lengthy, sometimes too distractions, uh, too many distractions in the conversation. Let's think of what we had right now. Um, non mother tongue English, length focus, too much small talk and fluffy conversations, too long. So I'm going to combine uh, the answers we got eight and nine. And because this is what I think really was problematic for us. Because again, as you said, when we set out the idea of doing this podcast and the format, we wanted to do just like a marketing conversation. And the idea of this was to stay away from the um, like from the formats that are way, way, way like boring, you know, and for us we're boring, right? Like when you have two people talking about, like talking in a way that feels like you're in charge of saving the world and you're actually just like doing marketing for a SaaS company and you speak as if like, you just, I don't know, you're, I don't know, like you're just a person who's not talking. There's, there's a couple of things. I'll tell you the couple of things is very simple for me. When I go online and I search yeah. for something, like I want to know how you do the SWAT technique, right? You go online, you find videos and they're all on whiteboard with some old dude wearing a button down shirt explaining to you how to do it. And I didn't want that. And then beyond that, I also didn't want a situation where um, I'm reading to you what you could probably Google if you just knew how to write it in English correctly on Google. 
Like it just did not, I didn't, that was not the point. The point is to discuss it, to have fun with it, to make jokes about it, to be entertained by the idea, to fall in love with it and make it your own. I think that's also one of the differences between the way we work and majority of other, you know, like people is that we just, we're not looking to just do the what's on Google. Yeah. So this is why, this is why this was so interesting for me. And I think it's also, you and I discussed it a little bit and it's going to be the part that's going to be the hardest for us to, uh, to, th- to get our head around how we're going to, should we just get the feedback and change or should we keep going with what we believe in? Uh, originally, because we both intended to make this into like a fun podcast where it's about a conversation, uh, where it's about just like getting into it and not being like, uh, so I thought you said that you had 9,000 people in traffic and then you promoted a post using Reddit. How much traffic did that get you? Like, we didn't want to have, like, those slow, depressing podcasts. Um, And it was one of our core things that made us want to do the podcast. The fact that you can have fun conversations, you can go around it. And getting this feedback, I think it's it's, it's interesting because it has, it forces us to make, I think, a decision about, like, the future and, 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 and how, and, and, like, will we still be enjoying doing the podcast if we have to be serious? and straight to the point does it even differentiate us from anybody else you also need to take into account that that's uh, the only time i get to see roy so that's my chit chat time yeah yeah this is like we don't have friends time <laughs> like because because this is it if if it wasn't for this we wouldn't even get to eat together yeah, sometimes sad because happily or sad i'm still not sure we're both not unemployed as some would suggest we don't get a lot of fun time together so the part it's called fun yeah, employed. Fun. <laughs> Employment fun. Um, anyway, so I think this is a big question for us. I don't have the answers for yet. I think we like we're not gonna do it, like we're not gonna discuss it in the podcast just because it's going to be way longer than you. Yeah, yes, you don't want more. We have four minutes before you guys don't like this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, three. Yeah. And then we have the next two questions. I'm gonna run really fast. One was like, uh, what are the three other podcasts you enjoy? The idea was this. If somebody gives you a feedback that they don't like something about your show and then you see that the other shows that they like, either essence are very different from what you want to be, then, you know, it's not the right target audience. Kind of this, was, this was the question I talked about in the beginning. Yeah. For me, one of the best, best things here was someone who wrote stuff that I really disagreed with. I saw the type of podcast they listened to and I was like, wow, yeah. this is not the person I want listening to the podcast. They're in a totally different realm. They're not looking for what I'm trying to be giving. That's fine. But it was very, very good because it gave me an idea, a profile of the person that I'm, I that that gave me the comment. So you know, was really, there was a few answers here. That was really interesting. But like, because a lot of people say how we built this, which is an amazing podcast, talking to sorry, uh, noise. But that's a very, very long podcast. That's a very, very long. Each episode is very long. It's very slow. It's very interesting, right? It's one of the best podcasts. But it's like very slow. And on the other hand, uh, there's like thirty minutes or less. Which like I guess kind of sums up all the answers we got. Um, and another thing about people that are looking for really hands-on step-by-step actionable content like researching and masters of scale, stuff they can really implement like the day after or the second after here. And then of course, after that question, we asked why, yeah, because we want to see what the bottom is. So we can see again, actionable, senior process with an impact, short and to the point, authentic, uh, full of value, different perspective on the topics, relevancy of content, getting to the point fast. So you can get, I think, it, um, I think it kind of reflects on the answer we got prior to that. Uh, and then basically the third one, or the third thing, the last question, which is like, uh, um, you know, like give us your feedback, like uh, we want to say some stuff, uh, what's your address? Um, the most nice of swag, and Jason give us a bad review, so we just want to do the parking lot after the show. No, um, we don't do that. We're 
too, we're too skinny to do that. We're not intimidating those people. Uh, um, anyway, so, oh my God, we have 30 more seconds of likeness. No, uh, we, have, it, we, we will have to add the song, and then I'm already past it. <laughs> well, anyway. We're either at we're 20 seconds before people hate us, or we're actually 15 minutes over people disliking us. I'm not sure. Anyway, um, so I think for me, at least, I'm going to split some of my and then Jonathan, I would love to hear what you think. So I don't think we heard anything that we did not think that might be an issue. Length, uh, we also, there were episodes uh, where we felt that we were too scattered and we had interviews and we finished the interview and we said, yeah, we didn't exactly get what we came in to get for that interview because we were distracted. So I don't think we were really surprised by, I wasn't surprised by most of the answers, um, but I do think it puts more focus into the fact that um, that, may, that maybe the tone of being really, really conversational, too much uh, fun, joking, maybe that's more distracting than helping. You're gonna be you're gonna be surprised because I think that I think there's still a way to do what we like to do. And to still get the people what they want, and I'll talk to you about it. I think I have a couple of ideas. That's a, um, what? That's a yeah, yeah, I'm just saying that I have. Listen, you're gonna, you guys are gonna feel some testing. Okay, there's gonna be some A/B testing on these uh, on these uh, next episodes, um, and it's a, like, I'm sure you guys will see some different things. Yeah. So, so I don't. Like, I think we both don't know yet what we're gonna implement or how. Uh, but I think what you're going to see in the next few episodes is us trying new things uh, in order to see how we can uh, reflect more or address more the feedback that we got. Because I think we got some like adoring feedback in general. And what they wanted was just like tweaks to say, like, hey, like, the direction is good. Some things are can be better. And the idea, of course, like when, when you do something for other people, you know what we should have asked? We should have asked, where do you listen to the podcast? Or when, like where, yeah, where or when or something like that. That would have been interesting because then I'd understand that 45 minutes is because that's how long you're running on the treadmill. You know, like it's something like, oh, okay, she's, she's you know, they're going to the gym for 45 minutes. I just kind of killed over the time. The latest research showed that 75% of people listen to podcasts at home. To a podcast, not ours, but a podcast at home. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah but those probably based in America. Yeah, but that's the audience we're after. Yeah, but we have a lot of Israeli audience, but it's interesting. Anyways, but no, just uh, just an interesting question that, that we should have asked, I think. Yeah. All right. Uh, Guys. Any final thoughts, Jonathan? You want about the survey? The yeah, yeah. I just want to say um, we actually put a tracker on each one of the questions, and now we know where you are, where you live, who you are, and where you are coming after you if you wrote something negative. So, you know, always trust a survey. That's what I like to say. Trust that it will get its cold revenge. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, honestly, uh, it was good. It was good. It was what we wanted to – it was what we were already discussing. We're going to try to make it better. Uh, we enjoy doing the podcast, and we enjoy that it makes other people happy too. I don't think it could have gone either way. If it was just making us happy, then we would probably stop at one point. And if it was – you know, if it's just making you guys happy, I'm pretty sure we'd stop at one point. Uh, we need to have the both, and we're going to figure it out and make sure that we can get the best thing out to, to for everyone. Right. Um, and I'm going to label this episode uh, conversations about the Pornhub Insights website just to piss other people off when they see that. 
Nice. Let's just filter away the people we don't want listening to this episode. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Cool. So cool. I think All right, guys. As good as it gets for this episode. Uh, Thank you, everybody, who listened. Uh, and Jonathan, you want to do the, if you liked it, if you liked the show. If you like this episode, share, subscribe, comment, do a survey, fill two surveys, make a friend's fill a survey, too. <laughs> and uh, we'll uh, be back to you next week. Goodbye. All right. Bye.